Neat Stuff Podcast, episode 18. Welcome to the Neat Stuff Podcast. My name is Devin. And I'm Tyson. Holy crap, he's back! I am! You thought you could have gotten rid of me, but no, I rise! Like a cheesy villain, Tyson's back with us for another round of podcast <laughs> goodness. <laughs> totally. I couldn't stay away. It was just too much goodness. Yeah. Uh, since I've been gone, what have you been up to? Well... I installed Windows 8 on my machine. How's that going? It's going okay. It's a lot like Windows 7, but it has a full, you know, a full screen start menu, which is kind of interesting and weird to get used to, but you know, there's not a whole lot of I know that there's a lot of cool stuff going on underneath everything, but right now there's not a whole lot of neat neat apps yet for it. There's you know, a marketplace of software, but whatever. I'm pretty much living in the desktop uh, in Google Chrome and or Internet Explorer and all the different web browsers and whatnot. So it's there's a lot of little cool visual elements that I really like. But for right now, it's kind of a lackluster. Eh, it works. It boots up quick. It shuts down quick. I can't I don't have a lot of complaints. Yeah, well, I've uh, started using it on our media box to run our projector, and I really actually enjoyed it. A couple of quirky things, like if you log in with a uh, Windows ac- with a Windows Store account or an email sort of thing, you can't get it to auto log in, so that kind of sucks. If anybody else wants to use that computer, I have to set it up with a local account, but I don't know how that's going to work with apps that I buy through the App Store because I think they might be tied to user accounts. So I'm still figuring out the weirdness there. Why don't you just set up a picture password and say, click here, then here, then here? Maybe. Oh, that's a good point. But I'm, yeah, I just want something to auto log in so the rest of the house people can, you know, the non-techie house people can just turn it on and watch something without me having to troubleshoot it. Um, yeah, I'm really liking the 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 full screen interface, just kind of putting just the media apps and whatnot that people are going to use that machine for. Um, but I really can't see using that for my main box. But you know, I may change my mind over time, if, especially if it works out well for you. It's a Windows machine. So it just kind of works, which is kind of nice. That's cool. Okay, so what have you been up to, Tyson? Well, um, I went to the first game of Beyond the Ether uh, weekend before last. Yeah, it is a steampunk nerf and boffer LARP. So you get to have nerf guns and foam swords and go, you know, talk in funny accents. Um, But no, it was a lot of fun. It's... uh, Broken up into seven factions, so everybody is a part of one of the seven factions, each with their own sort of philosophies and style, ranging from the uh, allied clans, which I was, which is this kind of traveler, gypsy amalgam of pastoral people, whoever kind of doesn't fit anywhere else, to the New Britannians, which... We walked into their cabin and they had top hats, canes, an entire tea service with bone china. It was insane. But yeah, um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, part of the game is that uh, each faction gets missions to go on that are uh, provided by the staff of the game. 
Uh, you know, so, and they're ranked in difficulty by combat, mystery, or diplomacy. And so you go and do a mission with your clan and then come back and have all the interfaction conflicts and selling services to other factions. So we had a couple of people that were, a couple of factions that were low in manpower. So we sent a couple of our people along for favors or trades or whatnot. Uh, there's a nice little resource trading mechanic that they've got going that kind of forces people to interact with each other. And, of course, there's all the interact, uh, interfaction subterfuge of, you know, listening behind windows, trying to sneak into embassies when, nobody, whenever, when the whole uh, clan is out on missions, that sort of thing. So it's a lot of fun. It um, it was a little expensive, but hopefully uh, once they've recouped their uh, startup costs, the price will be coming down. But they've got a website, uh, Beyond the Aether, that's A-E-T-H-E-R.com, and it's in the show notes. Uh, but no, you should take a look. The forums seem to be pretty hopping. There's a lot of fun stuff and a lot of good people. So I'm hoping to go again and maybe sell some swords. Yeah, so it's not your you know cheesy runaround and cardboard armor screaming magic missile at people or it can be something like that some of the principles that you use uh let you use spell packets and whatnot so there is you know throwing spells at people but for the most part it's just a lot of fun so it's a good excuse to run out into the wilderness and dress up in funny outfits and talk with your friends yeah so a lot of fun uh people are in the washington oregon sort of area there uh it's just outside of olympia washington so you can go ahead and take it there it's a really nice place we everyone gets cabins and whatnot the next one's in february so uh the weather really wasn't a huge effect on the gameplay so yeah a lot of fun hmm Quite the interesting thing. So if you don't live in the Washington, Oregon area and you want to have a cool storytelling experience, there's a tabletop game called Fiasco. Now, this game is brought out by Bully Pulpit Games. Um, they're sort of an indie gaming company, but Fiasco is a highly collaborative storytelling game. There's not a whole lot of combat or throwing dice around or moving figurines or anything like that. There's actually not even a playing board. What you do is that you get a book and some six-sided dice, and that's all you need to get going. And realistically, the book and the dice, they're just sort of aids to help you tell the story. So most games have a group of four players, and each player has a character who's trying to accomplish some sort of goal. Uh, the game itself is broken up into four parts. There's the setup where you build your characters and you establish your relationships with the other players. There's the first act, which is sort of the lead up. That's where you set the scene and get ready for kind of the, the climax of the story. There's the second act where things tend to go horribly wrong and you have to react to it and try and adapt and overcome and then there's the aftermath which is sort of the epilogue where you figure out what happens to your story yeah i uh watched will wheaton do this on tabletop and it was really fun not just to watch but i really wanted to get in there and play they seem to have a lot of fun with it and very creative game yeah it's in fiasco there's no actual winning because the goal of fiasco is to have a good time with some friends crafting a really amazing story the dice is just merely for pacing and help you guide the story towards some sort of uh, resolution that's fun for everybody. Yeah, it was seemed to end very well and a lot of fun. And I would, you know, like I said, love to play this with some friends. Uh, but something that I have done, uh, similar in the similar vein, 
is a murder mystery party. Have you ever been to one of them? Um, we, actually, we were both in one of them set in the 60s, I believe. When I was in high school, you were just at high school. Um, I was the, I think, the military, the old grizzled military Vietnam vet. And I think you were the cult leader, I believe. Yes, I, I, I usually get tagged with the cult leader. But yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It was, it had a bunch of people at the house and... You know, a little bit of dress up, not a whole lot. Uh, so it was a lot of fun trying to figure out which amongst our friends was the real killer. Yeah. So a murder mystery party, if you've, I mean, there's a ton of companies out there who do this and you can go from the simple people to show up and have a good time to a giant production with actors and props and, you know, a special location, everything. Normally you have a host who will assign everybody a character and sort of run the show. Basically, you have someone who's kind of the master of ceremonies for this organizing and they hand out characters to everybody. And these characters are usually on a three by five card or maybe a sheet of paper. They kind of give you some feel for the person you're playing. Like Devin said, with the grizzled Vietnam vet, had some hints on their backstory. Also some hints on, you know, how they were connected to the other people at the party. And then the game starts when somebody dies. Now this can be an actual person at the party or someone that just exists on paper, just kind of give everyone excuse. And then the host will, you know, provide evidence and can answer some questions that the guests try and find out who the killer is. And the killer usually is one of the guests. And so you don't want to give away, if you're the killer, you don't want to give away who, that you're the killer and you want to pass it off onto the other players that they're at fault. But everyone else is trying to figure out who, who is the actual killer. There's actually a really uh, short version of this called Werewolf that takes about maybe 10 minutes to play. You can look it up online. It's just something where you pa uh, that you can do in a circle of friends. You know, it's, the, it's the most drawn down simple version of this. But... Uh, you know, where basically everyone's just trying to figure out who the werewolf is and it's all about, you know, suspense and mystery. But murder mystery parties are kind of the more advanced form of this where you're actually having d deeper plots and more interactive play. But yeah, I know it is a lot of fun and I would definitely suggest trying to, especially now that the weather's changed and you want to have more events indoors with friends, hosting a murder mystery is a great way to spend an evening. And a good movie that we ran across to give you some inspiration sir, to kind of get your mind rolling into the murder mystery idea is a movie called Clue. Oh, such a classic. One plus one plus two plus two plus one plus two. No, 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 no. One plus two plus one plus two plus two plus one. Oh my God. Such a good movie. I know a lot of people don't like it, but it is still in my, you know, top 10 great movies of just so much fun it's a comedy mystery movie where six guests are brought to a secluded mansion and it follows the the hasbro game of clue so someone dies and they have to figure out who did it um it's has some really big names tim curry madeline khan and edeline brennan and what's cool is that it's available on netflix so you can just watch it tonight and have a wonderful time. It's a great movie. and It really is. One of the fun parts of it, when it was originally released, uh, it was released with, I think, three, maybe four different endings. And when it was released to theaters, each area of the U.S. got their own ending. So if you watch the movie on, in, say, Boston, you would get a different ending to the movie than if you watched it, say, in San Francisco. 
So it's really interesting, uh, you know, really a lot of fun in there. And for the uh, DVD and Netflix release, they play you all of the endings that, you know, all of the could have been endings. And each one is just a lot of fun. And a movie with Tim Curry and Madeline Kahn, and it's just, they can't go wrong. I mean, honestly, every one of the main characters in that movie is excellent. I mean, they even have Doc Brown in there, for goodness sake. So, And our last neat thing is a cool game called Telestrations. It's basically telephone crossed with Pictionary, where you start off with a word or phrase, and you write it on a piece of paper, then you pass it to somebody, and you don't, and they read it, and they draw a picture. And then they pass that picture to someone, and then they make a word or phrase, and then they pass that word or phrase to someone else, and they draw a picture. And this cycle goes back and forth between picture and word or phrase. And you go through everybody at a, at a party or in a group, and then you compare the front, the start and the end, and you see what happens. Usually something really hilarious or some weirdness happens. Um, this game is something that you can either buy on Amazon if you really want to, or you can just do it with a piece of paper or, you know, some three by five cards or something. We usually do it with a sheet of paper. It's actually pretty, it's pretty easy to do with just a piece of paper that you just fold over onto itself or a notepad, just a a straight up, an unlined notepad also works really well for this. Yeah. And the goal of the game is to try and stay as close to the to the original as possible, but you know, weird stuff happens and sometimes you hand it to someone and they want to throw sort of a subtle monkey wrench into the plan. And you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing and it's a fun thing to do at a party. Cause you can just be, you can just have one person who just goes around and it's kind of an icebreaker for them to chat with everybody and be like, Hey, there's this game I want you to play. You need to figure out what this is and write a sentence. And then they can sort of talk, chat with them while they're figuring it out. And then after, and then they move on to the next person. So it's a really great way to get everybody at a group to sort of participate, especially those people who are sort of hiding off in the wings, not really wanting to participate. So, and if you can get some weird and crazy people together, you can get some really hilarious endings. So, and it's very low entry and just, Great. If you just had a party in general or have some friends over, it's just great to just kind of pass around because there's only one person acting on it at any given point in time. And it can end up with some really funny art, especially if you have people that aren't very artistically skilled, as well as just some very, very funny, you know, word scrambles as they try and guess what the uh, intention was supposed to be. So yeah, go out, give it a try, have have fun with it. It is just a lot of fun. Yeah, and with that, we have come to the end of the Neat Stuff podcast. Aww. Yeah, it was quick. We ran through stuff pretty quick, but looking at the clock, we're actually recording pretty late because Tyson went to go see a, a late showing. and I went to see Wreck-It Ralph, and it was awesome, and everyone should see it. It's not the greatest of all movies, but it is a solid film. Yeah, I think just for the fact that you can play count the video game characters in it, (laughs) and if there's a lot of them in there, and if you can catch all of them, you're just like, oh my gosh, there's that one in there, and that one, and that one, and and especially when they go to the sort of the game hub, there's just people littered around, and a lot of them, it's like, who is that? Wait, is that? 
it is. <laughs> yeah, when the DVD comes out, there's going to be a lot of pause screen caps kind of pointing at everybody. It's That's totally what's going to be. But yeah. So if you have come up with an epic story with your friends, throw a link into an email and send it to us at neatstuffpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. That we would. And if you want to see past episodes, you can hop over to neatstuffpodcast.com and that's our list of all of our previous podcasts and has the show notes there as well and you can even find us on itunes uh apple has graced us with the ability to actually be listed there Hey! and you can now subscribe to it on the most popular mp3 player platform out there yay (laughs) so please give us a five-star rating so it can become super popular and we can get a bunch of people to start listening to us uh right now we're just moseying along and we hope that you have enjoyed this podcast so you will hear us next time so from the neat stuff crew my name is Devin, and this is tyson have a great week guys and we'll see you next week bye-bye Are you trapped in a cabin with five friends and a recently expired friend? Are you in an Eastern European village and every time the sun goes down, the town population drops by one? Then you need the Cassandra 9000 from OracleSoft, the final word in what's actually going on, for what good it will do you. Use the offer code APOLLO to receive a free enigmatic message decoder ring to divine the meanings of the whispers from beyond the veil. Proud sponsors of the Society for the Awareness of the Mayan Apocalypse. Operators already know of your intent to purchase. Please inscribe your credit card number on three chicken bones and cast them into the fires of divination. Thank you.